Hello, and welcome to the Uncanny Valley podcast. Uh, you are listening to the dulcet tones of Matt Lambert, and the handsome chap sat next to me, well, kind of next to me, across from me, is Joe Abraham. Hello, Joe. Hello. And also, I could be ugly. You can't see my face. No, he's handsome. Trust me. Yeah. He really is. Uh, no. No? No. Okay, fine. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, we are a new outfit. We are brand new at this. Um, probably you can tell by our awkward uh, banter already. Um, but yeah, we, we thought we'd give some podcasting a go. Um, a little bit about us. Uh, so we're just a couple of dudes. Uh kind of running a channel-ish kind of thing called Uncanny Valley. Um, we're going to be doing uh, kind of critiques on video games uh, on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, so hopefully everyone will will like it. Yeah. I hope so. And also, side note, not just critiques, but also shitly playing them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can expect some like MLG kind of gameplay uh, as you're watching them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're, we're kind of, um, we're kind of bearing our soul, um, with this project. We just wanted a creative outlet, um, just to kind of share it with our friends and our family and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we just wanted to have a, a bit of a good time with this kind of stuff because it's been uh, a long time for me since I've done this kind of thing. Um, I've been Twitch streaming for a bit, but not, not really anything major. Um, but I used to do podcasting a long time ago, so it's kind of really good to be back. Um, so yeah, we're we're going to be running we're going to be running the channel. Um, first couple of videos will be up pretty soon. Uh, we're running uh, running. Ugh. We're creating a uh, a kind of rundown of the next year or so for our first video. Um, just thought it was a good intro to like what what we're about and what we like. Um, very much similar to this podcast, basically. So, um, but yeah, we, we also run um, a thing called Adventure Awaits, which is basically what our kind of series is going to be called. And it's going to be looking at the worlds in video games because it really fucking fascinates us. And the whole process of building worlds and my phone is ringing. So that's great. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I love <laughs> oh, do you want? Do you want? Do you want? Uh, do, you, do you want some sales stuff? You want a job in fluffing? <laughs> fluffing. You'd make a good fluffer. <laughs> Jesus, you kind of sound like Hillary Devey. I don't know why. <laughs> That's just a wet dream I had once. Oh, what about Hillary Devey? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Uh, that's a nice little niche UK joke for anyone that's outside the UK. Uh, she is a business mogul. On Dragon's Den? Yeah. Yeah. I like cool. powerful women. Nice. Good shit. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much about us. Um, yeah, I think we'll just kind of just get into this podcast now, I think. Um, yeah, well, what this podcast is going to be, um, every couple of weeks we're going to meet up and talk about stuff. Um, but for the first one, we thought it'd be really good to just kind of look forward and uh, stuff for the next year or so. Uh, some of these games uh, we've been looking forward to for ages. Some of them have just been announced and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, it, we thought it'd be a good intro to us and, and you know how we look at games. And uh, hopefully we can kind of give some insight into uh, games that you would like too. Uh, dear listener so um without further ado i think we'll probably just get into it 
and we'll just kind of go from there, really. Yeah. So, first game on our list, number one, is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, so, actually, just quickly, um, the, the rundown of this list is going to be, um, you know, games that we're both excited for, uh, games that I'm excited for, and games that Joe's excited for. So, you know, we might... You know, yeah, we we might have some cross pollination. Someone might really hate it. There'll be some, there'll be some slight disagreements about some of them. Yeah, some yeah. vigorous dis- disagreements. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, will be uh, great on podcast. So yeah, but the one that so the first one, Sekiro, we both agree we are very very much looking forward to it. Definitely, yeah. It looks uh, well. It just looks incredible. Uh, I'm not a huge. I'm not well. I'm not ashamed to admit that I haven't actually beat any of the Souls born games um, at this stage I love them I am shit at them but I do love them um, so Sekiro for me is like a marriage of a great solid foundation games that I've really enjoyed and that sort of like ninja setting which I absolutely fucking love mm. so I am all in for that yeah I mean it's like it's it's very got very much Tenchu vibes I think yeah and I did hear a rumour that it was Originally, they were gonna do a Tenchu, and that's yeah, kind of what so. happened. Yeah, I think that was the Activision link. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, just today, actually, they've just. I think the embargo's lifted on some um, uh, people. Got some backstage. Backstage. That's not. That's not the right word, is it? Uh, behind behind closed doors, <laughs> access to the game. Um, I think I've seen this, and I don't think you have. Correct, I've not. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it 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 looks amazing. Like um, the visuals are great. Um, there seems to be like a couple of tiers of bosses. Okay, which should be quite interesting. So like, um, I think in Bloodborne and Dark Souls, you had kind of mini bosses, but they weren't really. They didn't have like the health bar and stuff. No, did they? Well, no, they just sort of sort of. Uh... They were kind of like bigger or more ugly than the usual fuckers, but you couldn't kind of tell a lot of them were sub-bosses. Mm. It was kind of low-key. Mm. Yeah, so like, I think a lot of the people that got access to it, they had like kind of six hours to play the game, and they were able to do whatever they wanted, so they could rush through, or just kind of stay in the intro area and really kind of test the game. So, mm. um, yeah, so it kind of looks quite um, a little, little bit more restricted than we're used to. Uh, from from because um, usually you know most people know that you can create absolute abominations uh, at the start of the game uh, have green skin blue skin yeah uh, all the kind of skins um, four hmm? four skins oh oh cool mm. uh, that's the kind of highbrow humour that you can expect from us uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, so this one is much more along the track of one character, kind of like Neo, almost in pretty much every way, it seems. Um, yeah, but a little bit more polished, I'm going to say. Yeah, Not yeah. in a horrible way to Neo, which no, I no, loved, no. but it just seems more like cohesive. Mm. Um, whereas Neo is kind of more, you kind of load up a level. You know it's a level. Mm-hmm. Um, you go onto the map, you pick a level, you load it up. It just feels like Secure is a little bit more open about it. Mm-hmm. Like it feels more like a connected world instead of just like stages. Mm. Um, so, which is quite cool. Yeah, I think like the the traversal over the world looks really incredible with the grappling hook as well. That looks really interesting. Oh, I'm all in for the grappling hook. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think like the characters look really interesting. There's kind of more of a kind of emphasis on the story in terms of the narrative as well, um, which is I kind of got from when I when I have played the Dark Souls games. You know, they there is there, but the kind of lore is dripping from the actual world itself rather than Definitely, like kind of yeah. more of a narrative. So, yeah. yeah, there's lots of interesting changes um, to the to the Soulsborne formula. So I wonder wonder whether we're going to start calling it Sex Soulsborn or Soulsborn Hero or... Shadow Soulsborn. Shadow Soulsborn. Oh, that's kind of cool. I quite like that. I quite like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's Sekiro. Uh, we are really both up for that. That comes out the 22nd of March. So yes. we kind of wanted to kind of kick things off with that because that's our most anticipated game and it's out. Yeah, it's pretty close now. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks now. So uh, by the time this podcast is uploaded, it'll probably be two weeks. So really up for that so um next couple of games uh, are actually out in march so in in typical us fashion um we wanted to do this podcast uh, like a month or so ago but um life happened and and stuff happened so yeah. you know we we kind of we're, we're doing it in march and that's cool um so you know there are a couple of games that we will mention um we were both Really excited for Trials Rising, which I have played, which is awesome. Um, it's uh, just just more Trials, but a little bit more polished. Yeah. Uh, I think you're really looking forward to that as well. I'm looking forward to the um, ridiculously addictive grind that is mm. trying to beat your friend's scores. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's ridiculous. It's basically like, oh, I should have gone to bed about four hours ago, but <laughs> oh, if I'm just a second quicker, I can get a... <laughs> I can beat Matt and feel like a, a real man yeah, for once. You, you know, have a massive penis and it all never that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No. Oh, um, another couple of games that have come out already, um, but we we're really up for in 2019, and we've both played uh, Resident Evil 2, which was absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, it's delicious. Uh, definitely pick it up um, if you haven't already. Uh, Wargroove as well, which was I've played. You haven't, I don't think. Uh, I've, I've watched you play it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah that's like right. very, very briefly, and it looked like just charming, like mm. super, super charming. It's great. It's kind of Advance Wars for those that don't know. Uh, back in the day, that kind of uh, turn-based strategy um, side-on. Mm. It's really awesome. Just uh, if you get a chance to pick it up, it's out on PC and Switch. Uh, I think it's coming to, to other consoles at some point soon. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our summary of the last couple of months. Um, but looking in March again, um, we've got a few games coming out. Well, one comes out in a few days, one comes out in a week, and then the other one is at the end of March. So we've got Devil May Cry 5, The Division 2, and Generation Zero. So I think we, when we were talking uh, before the podcast, we were kind of saying we weren't really going to gloss over these, but we are... I'm excited about The Division... Yeah. Uh, you're excited about Devil May Cry <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we're both intrigued by Generation Zero yeah excited is not the word I'd use for Generation Zero purely because I'm really fucking cynical and um, I've decided to live my life just expecting the worst from everything <laughs> uh, in the vague hope that I'll be pleasantly surprised more often than not but it's got a really cool idea um, like the whole it's set in the 80s which is uh, you know pretty unique anyway for a, mm. for a sort of like a survivally first person shooter type thing but is the fact it's kind of it seems to be focused on a co-op experience where um you and your friends are going to basically try and survive some sort of machine invasion mm. um by working together to take out the machines i saw like in the 
in the trailer they had like one person sniped off the armor of one of them um and the other one sort of blasted this glowing eye that was revealed it just mm. looks quite like if it if it works how it looks in the trailer mm. very excited for it but the cynical part of my brain is like eh. is it going to be like a more modern rust and yeah. like take ages yeah. to like get going. Yeah. Um, also, I got a bit of a War of the Worlds vibe from it, as which well. is cool. Yeah, yeah, that there's, is cool. Yeah, there's not really a lot of like machine apocalypse games. There's a lot. Well, there used to be a lot of zombie ones. Mm. There's kind of a lot of like player versus player ones, and like player versus crazy tweaked out meth head raiders uh, there's not a lot of like people versus machines apart from Horizon off the top of my head mm. yeah no I, I I can't really think other than the Armored Core games but they're kind of mm. more mech-y but uh, they're kind of mech versus mech so yeah yeah, yeah. it'd be quite interesting to see how that plays out um, I hope it's not like a Daisy disaster or anything oh. like that I mean, I think the one thing, like looking at it from a world perspective, because, you know, that's the thing, that's our thing at the moment, is the world does look a little bit uninspired. But at the same time, like, I can't think of any game that's ever been set in Sweden. Yeah, so, yeah well, that's it. So, I'm, very, yeah. I'm very interested to see a game, <laughs> like, especially a game, you know, super polished um, Avalanche Studios game, yeah, you know, set in Sweden. That's a very Sweden. good point. That, very good yeah, point. that could we, work in its favour. We, we haven't. Yeah, we actually haven't said that it's made by Avalanche, which is the own one of the only saving graces at the moment for me in terms of how intriguing it is because they know how to make an open world. Um, yeah, Just Cause Two being one of my favourite um, sandboxes. It's mm. one of the like it's still one of the best looking game worlds for me ever. Like when you get up in a plane, you fly real high and you sort mm. of just move the camera around, and look behind you, and you've got these incredible like mountains and jungles and and deserts and it still hasn't really been topped like just cause 3 was okay mm-hmm. but visually wasn't wasn't really anything sort mm. of like it didn't blow me away whereas like the second one still stays with me so mm. i think they've got some good world building skills mm. nice um, yeah, we did say we were going to gloss over this and spend a couple of minutes talking about it, but oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Devil May Cry 5, uh, it's, it, it, it looks wicked. It looks like Bayonetta on steroids. That's, you know, saying yeah, something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that'll be wicked. I think, actually, the reviews are out at the time of recording, so... You know, you'll probably know a bit more about it than us by the, by the point you listen Future to. It. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Division two, I'll just quickly touch on. Um, I was a, one of the only fans of Division one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we. To be fair, when it came out, we played it together um, mm. in a little squad, which was kind of quite. It felt quite new and exciting at the time. Um, it was kind of well, it was inadvertently one of my first kind of like multiplayer experiences mm. in that way because it was kind of a little bit MMOE and yeah. it kind of felt like a easy way to access that kind of world that I hadn't really bothered with before mm. um, but I, for me personally the drop off came when all the missions just started getting very samey mm. I couldn't tell you what the story was um, even when we were playing it let alone all these years <laughs> later and uh, just I don't really get on with the whole bullet sponge kind of yeah. I like shooting something in the face and it's just exploding and that's it dead I think it's it's weird because I, I I can completely like get on board with all your points and I completely see that exactly is what the division is. But at the same time, I can't I can't really put my finger on why I liked it so much. I think it was like I I just spent a lot of time in it. I think I the think, setting was 
was pretty cool actually. Mm. If there's one thing that I, I kind of did just load it up sometimes just to walk around like that cool frozen New York, like abandoned New York. It really mm. felt like that could have been um, a, a game setting that could really, for me, worked out very very well as mm. as a survival setting. Um, like I am Legend, but less shit. <laughs> Come on, man! That 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 film was just awful. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah well, the concept though. What, what I mean, like, I love the concept for it. It's one of my favorite books. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's a, a good example of how that film kind of squandered the setting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I I think I'm just more pumped for more of the same. So I think that's why I'm excited for Division Two. So uh, yeah. Washington DC done not enough nuclear winter so yeah yeah still, I mean, still post-apocalyptic uh, and graphically it does look pretty good mm, absolutely right uh let's move on to number five uh we're going to be talking about rage 2 for a couple of minutes um again another game uh that we both found the original okay i think uh it's a game i kind of i mean it it was one of the earliest games I had that took up so much space on my PC mm. for a start. Oh, God, so yeah, ridiculous, I spent a lot of time over the years installing it, playing through the introduction again, mm. doing the first couple of missions, thinking, you know what, the shooting's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. I love that, like, boomerang glaive kind of thing. But just, like, I couldn't get past how, how bland it was. Mm. I, I uninstall it, and then six months, nine months later, I'll install it again and go, you know what, I'm going to give it a proper go this time. Mm. And again, within about two hours, I would uh, sort of uninstall it, so... I think the interesting thing about it, uh, not the interesting thing, um, that's not interesting at all. I think the thing about it is uh, the good description um, is beige. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's uh, dusty. It's a very dusty and beige (laughs) game. Um, Yeah, again, like like The Division, I I can't really put a finger on why I liked it. Maybe it's because it was an id game uh, and I was kind of grasping onto anything that I possibly could that it it would do again and, and their shooting is good I mean it's incredible consistently pretty mm. good so yeah I think like yeah I, I think they've taken so for Rage 2 I think they've taken um, a lot of criticisms on board um, but whether that's for the better we don't really know I mean because like when we watched the trailer and stuff together before this podcast it was very apparent that it just seemed a little bit like stuck on like Vibrant colours, like um, like Mad Max on steroids, but yeah. with like turquoises and pinks. And, and that kind of like Borderlands, irreverent sort of humour, mm. um, sort of coming out of left field compared to the first one. Mm. Um, we, we kind of disagreed a little bit about this, this one, actually, because um, I think we both agreed it looked pretty fun. Mm. The shooting looked incredible, as yeah. always. But I've, the cynical part of my brain, which I mentioned previously... Um, kind of tells me it's just they're trying a little bit too hard yeah. for, for like a wacky like oh we're really wacky and look how crazy this world is mm. I but, think like yeah. yeah I mean but to, to, to fight the corner in um, I, I think like the I think it's the id shooting um, I think like if they can make a, a vaguely interesting world around it I think that that will like be quite cool yeah um, I think actually um, did you play the DLC for Rage 1 
No. So the, the DLC for Rage 1 was actually really good, and I think it, it addressed a few of the issues that most people had with it. Um, it just made... It was just a little bit more interesting. It, like, it was called The Scorchers, yeah. and um, it was very much like Mad Max kind of style, and that was quite cool. Um, but yeah. Was it more... Um, sort of, were you driving around a bit more in it? Or yeah, it? it was kind of like that, and, and a lot of the enemies were very much based on explosives and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It was nice. just like, yeah, it was kind of... Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I think, like, yeah, why I'm, why I'm excited for Rage 2 is just that I think the potential is there, but I can also see the other side of it. Like, yeah. it's it could be seen as a bit not pretentious, but like... Try, yeah, 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 try, yeah. yeah and, it, and like, I agree with you, like yeah I, I agree with you as well about the um, the potential is definitely there and I can see it I can almost taste it but mm. that cynical part of my brain it, it won't just there's a little bit of a warning bell going off mm. saying like what's what it is it going to be good yeah. is it going to be a bit too try hard yeah yeah but I mm. good part about being cynical is that you get pleasantly surprised absolutely often, so. Cool. Rage 2 is out on May the 14th this year uh, on all of your most popular consoles apart from Switch and PC. So, yeah, look look out for that if you, that's your kind of bag. Uh, next up is uh, a game that we both agreed to put on this list um, and one that we are very, 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 very excited for. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Shamelessly excited for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even like... I'm not even trying to hide how excited I am. Uh, I've been a Pokemon fan since 1996 when I first played Pokemon Red. Uh, and I've been an avid fan. I've I've collected the cards, you know. Even as an adult, um, I've loved every part of Pokemon. Um, funnily enough, I actually haven't played the last couple of games on on handheld, um, but that doesn't make me any less excited and and as much of a Pokemon fan because I think like Let's Go last year was absolutely incredible. Uh, reimagining the um, Kanto region was masterful work by Nintendo I thought it was spot on yeah it, it like visually was it's kind of and I'm assuming this is exactly what they were intending for it was kind of like um, someone's kind of just plucked you out of your timeline and mm-hmm. gone you know what have a little have a little play around in your childhood but it mm. looks better than it used to um, mm. you know more colourful much more much more colourful have a little play around with your childhood sorry I just had to pick you up on that I said play around with your childhood. I didn't say play around with other people's childhoods. Okay, all right, that's fine. So, then. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the the new region looks it looks excellent. Um, I think it's based on England, so we're of. naturally all on board for that as well. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Uh, drinking tea and crumpets and 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 Brexit. The the memes have already <laughs> have already started for the I'm, for the I'm Gregs. Brit- <laughs> I'm British and I still have no idea how to sell England to everyone. Like uh, tea crumpets, bre- Brexit. Brexit's not selling it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But yeah, um, like they've they've already had like meme central as soon as it was announced mm. that it was kind of inspired by by Britain. It was like the first thing I saw was someone turning the poker centre into a Gregs. <laughs> this is the most British thing possible. That's <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. yeah, I'm. I'm I think it'll be great. Yeah, I think the only the only thing that people are a little bit concerned about is the fact that uh, the new Pokemon uh, look a bit wanky. Is that the right word? Um, yeah, I think wanky is a fair word, <laughs> fair term. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I remember like watching the trailer, 
Um, and also, like, important not to gloss over the fact this is this is kind of like the first 3D mm. mainline yeah, Pokemon how, game. How have I? How have I not? Yeah, um, I mean, I so was literally, you know, you already you were already spathic. ready to go yeah, off. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was ready to go off. Yeah, so it's the first like mainline um, Pokemon entry that's that's kind of 3D which I think is kind of groundbreaking on its own. The world mm-hmm. itself looks incredible. The characters look pretty decent. Um, the regions look really different. Yeah, like the yeah. map that it showed looked incredible. Can't wait to explore that. And mm. and it's something we've been saying for years is like, oh. like why can't they just make a 3D mm. Pokemon game where it, it just looks like Final Fantasy with Pokemon? And, yeah. and it looks like it's finally happening, which is great. But, yeah. Um, yeah, since 1996, I've wanted a Pokemon that's like... Like on console, like a proper, like yeah, just say yeah. Final Fantasy, yeah. Nino Cooney style kind of game. Yeah, and definitely. We're finally getting. We're there. We're, well, I we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to the, back to your point about the Pokemon. I definitely remember, kind of secretly hoping that they would just stick with the originals, mm. and like, I'm not kind of one of these people that hates like new things, like new Pokemon is shit, <laughs> but. I just think they're kind of running out of ideas and it, it just becomes diminishing returns for me personally. Like the three starter Pokemon looked pretty generic. If I, I can't even remember. Like one of them was like an ape. Yeah. One of them was a monkey, um, who, which actually does have the best name I've ever heard in my life. It's Grookey. Oh yeah. Sounds like a disease. It's definitely a disease. Um, or a sex move. Oh yeah, both? I suppose yeah. Both yeah. Wow yeah, yeah, yeah. both. Um, one of them is just like a fire bunny. And it's probably called like, something like funny because it's a fire bunny. About as funny as that joke. Then it wasn't a joke. That's, <laughs> that's genuinely what I think it's called. <laughs> I think it's called like char bunny or something. Oh yeah, close, <laughs> I know it's awful. Uh, then the third one, the water water Pokemon, is like a turtle thing. Again. Oh, it's a lizard. Yeah, lizard. Yeah, that, that, lizard. to be fair, out of all of them, that's the one that looked a little bit interesting. Mm. Um, but I just feel like it's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's Gen Eight. They've had like nine hundred odd Pokemon now, and like, yeah, I I do see that point. Um, but I think genuinely, genuinely, if they make a good enough world to like explore, I think it won't matter too much. I think they were like really honing in on that style when the in the trailer the first pokemon that you see apart from the the uh, opening three is pikachu yeah they're true. like they're like yeah don't worry guys we've got your back we're we, still yeah. gonna be we've some... got your favorite pokemon yeah here, exactly you know, soon to be in a film mm. starring ryan reynolds i i i'm actually i'm actually it looks fucking incredible yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was kind of gauging gauging <laughs> that i was like uh, are you gonna agree with me no, or disagree right. yeah, yeah no right. I'm, I'm totally up for it uh, yeah, so that's Pokemon Sword and Shield out on Switch at some point in 2019. Hopefully it won't slip. Um, but they've been saying, to be fair, they've been saying 2019 for a, a year or so. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they're going to stick to that. So um, next up, um, we're, we're kind of trying to coin a name for this, but at the moment it's um, Matt or Orlando's Wanky Indie Corner. Um, Which isn't as... Sexy as it sounds, I'd say. It's, yeah. it's more like you just I, I don't know. talk about indie games that you like the look of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I absolutely adore indie games. Um, they're, they're my they're my bread and butter. Um, so yeah, we're we're trying to we're like the the name of it is still a work in progress, but at the moment it's going to be the wanky indie corner. That's not to say that any of these games are wanky. Um, it's just that you know people see that 
most people look at indie games and they think they're a little bit like I think we can all just cut the cut the shit out here it's because he's going to be wanking over them yeah yeah that's right that's yeah. literally it it's uh, it's you know mainly games that have like you know really cool art styles and interesting ideas and just you know they're, they're just the greatest games that have ever been made but you know no but no one else gets it. But me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm like the, yeah, I'm like the, I'm like the guy at like Cannes Festival, like, oh. like, yeah, independent film isn't dead, yeah, like I'm, I'm that guy, but it's fine. Uh, so yeah, well, I'll quickly try and sell you on, on these. This, this is part one of two. There are some more indie games coming after this, but um, Sable, uh, Untitled Goose Game, Ooblets, and Knights and Bikes. Tell us more about these. I will. Um, after I say that, it sound that sounds like a lineup at a festival, does it not? Ah, uh, yeah, a really interesting <laughs> festival that you Coachella. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone's really different. Anyway, uh, so yes, Sable. Um, I will quickly touch on um, it, the the art style selling it for me on this one. Um, it looks absolutely incredible. It's almost like um, it's kind of like a pop art kind of style thing um it looks really vibrant looks really interesting and that's just that that's just kind of what i look for i look for like new interesting things that are done visually yeah and um, i think obviously for most people it would be you know what's the gameplay like and i don't know yet <laughs> yeah know yeah, know yeah. Yet. good luck finding out from the from the brief trailer what yeah what the fuck yeah, it's about yeah, in exactly. any in any sense but i think um, it's just, yeah it looks kind of like uh journey meets uh an andy warhol painting basically yeah. so well it's interesting yeah. as well because i'm i'm up for like um there are some games that i basically just like load up to stare at mm-hmm. and they kind of soothe me mm-hmm. um so i'm up for like new styles and stuff really really up for it but Something about that trailer made me feel really nauseous. Okay, interesting. Um, I don't remember if you remember my reaction was oh, kind yeah, of just point. sort of like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, I do remember. It was, uh, it's something about it just made me feel incredibly queasy. I'm not sure if it's like motion sickness from the effect or something. yeah. I think yeah, it's quite interesting. There's been a few games out recently that um, Return of the Obra Dinn especially was very polarizing in its visual style. Yeah, um, yeah, because it looked like an old IBM computer. Yeah, and like for some people, it was just like, "Oh my fucking eyes! I can't see shit." Yeah, I was one of those people. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I, I loved Oberdin, and I think I love Sable. So um, yeah, that's number one. Uh, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, you play as a goose. That's enough said, really. I, I played it um, at a show last year. It, it's fucking great. Well, yeah. games are all about um, escapism. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always wanted to be a goose. Yeah. So there we go. That's my chance. Um, Ooblets is kind of Pokemon light and another disease sounding title yeah Ooblets oh god he's got Ooblets <laughs> uh, Ooblets just sort of looks like looks charming it it kind of um, it looked like the Pokemon game that we were after before Pokemon Sword and Shield got announced yeah um, but that's I, I don't think it's going to suffer for that because it's it's you know really cutesy really nice really well designed um, it looks just it just looks really interesting it's kind of like um, it's kind of more like Pokemon meets Animal Crossing I think meets Stardew Valley a little bit so all good games yeah absolutely uh, and then lastly Knights and Bikes um, not a lot of information about this game other than it's been playable a couple of shows um, what people have said it's kind of like uh, Night in the Woods style kind of side on really interesting art style um, kind of story about growing up so yeah like narratively could be really interesting so aside from the visuals like it could have like that 
um, narrative to back it up to make it uh, a bit more meaty for people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, again, um, made by a couple of guys in uh, in London. Um, they were part of uh, Media Molecule, if I if I remember rightly. So um, yeah, that that's uh, that's another game to look out for. So that's that's the end of part one of my wanky indie corner. Um, I really need to find a better name. for He's that. not actually wanky. No, no, I, I I really Fuck. am not. Um, not much, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah no. but yeah, we we need to find a better name for that. But um, anyway, uh, on to number eight: uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. That is a name, isn't it? It's um, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of pretentious <laughs> to me personally. Like the game looks fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. not dissing the game, but that definitely feels a little bit kind of weirdly pretentious, and I can't really tell you why. To me, it. I don't know, it's just too long. I think, yeah, the the Dark Pictures anthology doesn't really strike kind of... Um, it doesn't, like, f- you know, flow off the tongue, does it no, really? No. You know? Um But, yeah, it, it's uh, made by Supermassive, guys who made Until Dawn. Um, so you know that um, there will be slightly slight uncanny valley <laughs> with the characters because of the uh, facial animations. Oh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um... But yeah, like uh, it look, yeah, I think Sean Ashmore's in it. Uh, guy from X Men Three and Quantum Bob, Bobby and Quantum is he the Break. Quantum Break one, yeah, Quantum Break guy. Um, so yeah, he's one of the guys in it. Um, but yeah, like Sue Massive Until Dawn was. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, I really loved the whole like choice aspect and whole butterfly effect. Um, it was a bit weird in places, but overall, I think it was a really good. A really good horror experience yeah and it's um, I love the Cabin in the Woods vibe from it as mm. well um, which is one of my like favourite horror kind of films oh Cabin in the Woods is awesome yeah, yeah. Um, and I am not ashamed to admit that I didn't complete Until Dawn because I was too scared um, to to kill off all the people with my <laughs> terrible decision making um, I struggle making decisions in life so a game where you're kind of constantly making life or death decisions is uh, a little bit my kryptonite. But, uh, it's, it's I enjoyed stressful. it. It yeah, is stressful. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I do. I do agree with you there. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, not really a lot to go on this one. Um, There's it, been a couple of trailers, and all we know is it's set on a boat out at sea, and that's literally it. So, um, but it's part one of three, I believe. They're making two other parts of this anthology. So, um, yeah, that's hitting on PS4, Xbox, and PC at some point in 2019. Hmm. Uh, onwards to a game that we are both very, very, very excited about. Oh, yeah. Um, we are excited about The Outer Worlds, Joe. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, man, it's everything I wanted in a sci-fi game that I didn't know I wanted, and... Shock! It's by Obsidian, mm-hmm. who are one of my favourite developers they're, ever. They're masters, uh, and it just looks like a really. I love westerns for mm-hmm. a start. Yeah, and it is a space western set on like an outpost. Um, well, it's like the it's the outer like world of the yeah. un, like the sort of furthest world from from the centre of the universe, basically. Um, and it just looks like it's got their classic humour. Like the trailer that they showed made me laugh. Um, there's a great bit in a way where you get told like you know you have to um, save save like take a step basically like this is your mm. chance to 
to take things into your own hand and and you know are you gonna help people are you gonna hurt them are you gonna take charge and save save this world and and your character just shoots this uh <laughs> this other character to be met with the the classic response of oh you you didn't need to kill you didn't need to kill them <laughs> but um, you do but, you yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, basically you do, it, yeah which is great like it, yeah. that's the i butchered that but that's the classic obsidian mm. sort of irreverent comedy that i love mm. Um, so yeah I'm fucking pumped for it the shooting looks great mm-hmm. uh, the graphics look really like pulpy which is cool mm. like it's got that sort of weird pulp vibe like sort of, it reminds me of like 40s um, space shorts mm. that they had um, where everything looked really massive and clunky and uh, it just looks great yeah it looks it looks absolutely incredible and um, I, I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna debate you and all of our listeners here and say it's gonna be the best western since Red Dead 1 oh okay well I mean <laughs> everyone's entitled to their opinion um, <laughs> even if their opinion is incorrect because <laughs> the best western since Red Dead 1 is clearly Red Dead 2 <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, it, it, you know, Obsidian are awesome at their craft. They're really good storytellers. Yeah. Um, you know, what what more can you want from anything other than a space western? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it's taking Borderlands vibes. It's taking Fallout vibes. It's taking all of these different kind of ingredients and like making them making something really quite yeah. new and fresh. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, like in 2019 to say you know new and fresh is quite a statement yeah it's, um, a, it's a bit of a, yeah it's a bit of a rare occurrence in some Absolutely. ways you know it's just the nature of the beast there's a lot mm. of um sequels there's a lot of kind of similar mm. um not not rip-offs but um you know they people just kind of take ideas from from, mm. from a genre and and that's kind of i suppose it's kind of why you know um, why I'm in my wanky indie corner that's kind of that's why I champion indie games so much is because that's where you get a lot of the innovation yeah but, agreed but, yeah know, but yeah. you know in, in a triple a space um you know where the majority of people are going to play like the outer worlds you I think you know is is kind of taking that indie philosophy and really rolling with it so I think obsidian might be one of my um, favorite storytellers now that, absolutely like, now that yeah. I think about it I can't think of any developer who's made me feel all of the feelings they've made me feel over the years. Well, yeah, I mean, like, they, they basically took um, Fallout from Bethesda and beat Bethesda at their own game, Yeah, to be honest with yeah. you. And like, Bethesda you know. had Liam Neeson Absolutely. Um, <laughs> on hand, so... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, I love 3. I spent loads of time in 3, but New, New Vegas for me is just yeah. is the, is the ultimate Fallout game. So And um, Night Sail Republic 2, mm-hmm. um, one of my favourite Star Wars games ever, but also... Again, um, I love the first one. Mm-hmm. But it took what Bioware, who were, I'd say, pretty much in their prime at that point. Yeah. They took what they made and, again, just made it better. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the the kind of message at the end of, of Knights of the Republic 2 was, oh, it stayed with me, like, t- to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, I make decisions in, in my everyday life and think, what would Kriya think? <laughs> what would she say about me giving money to this to this homeless guy? I, I kind of imagine them getting beaten up like in the scene in, in KOTOR 2 when she's like oh you think you've done this guy a favour but now you've just singled him out and, it's been, and then it shows you him being brutally beaten for his money and it's, it's stuck with me I still yeah, yeah. I still think about it so yeah I'm yeah. very excited for that I think it's going to be incredible yeah absolutely so yeah uh, The Outer Worlds uh, coming out PC Xbox PS4 uh, at some point in 2019 I think we'll hear more about that at E3 for sure 
moving on to uh, a game actually being penned by Chris Avalon, who um, was Obsidian for ages. So um, kind of a bit of a link. I've actually accidentally did that. I didn't well actually... Well uh, Nice little lead-in. I didn't even mean to do that. But uh, Dying Light 2 is... Uh, our next game on the list. And Joe, you are excited for this. Tell me why. Sell me. Sell me on it. Because I, I didn't play much of the first one and, yeah, it kind of passed me by a little bit. Yeah, honest. fair. Uh, the first one, it kind of looked generic. Um, it was one of the first... Well, it was a bundle game that I got with my PS4 when I first got it. Mm. Uh, I remember liking um, Dead Island. The first one was like... I got it when it first came out and it was buggy and... Ugh, it was kind of ugly, but I like the fighting and I like the. It felt quite visceral being mm-hmm. a first person where you weren't just floating legs. Uh, one of my pet peeves for first person shooters and stuff is when, you, like, you're just this floating torso with no legs. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like, it, it just felt quite good, and and I thought, well, you know, it comes with the console. I'll, I'll I'll whack it and give it a chance. The combat was quite good. More of the same would be all right, and it just surprised me, like. It was the first game in my mind that took the idea of what do shambling zombies have um, working for them? What do they have working against them? And the classic one is, well, they've got numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was in there. There'll be, like, crowds of them. Decent-looking crowds as well, considering, like, the level of detail. Um, it could render quite a few um, and still look pretty good. Mm. Um, but it also had, like, what was your main advantage? Like, in... In real life, obviously, it's not going to happen. But um, you know, outside of a video game, if there was a zombie apocalypse and they were shamblers, climbing, mm-hmm. climbing, like why the fuck is there no climbing in zombie games mm. until like Dying Light? And for me, it was an absolute eye opener. Like it's so good the fact that they've built up these safe houses that you can only access from the roof, and the parkour was really good. I preferred it to Mirror's Edge, mm-hmm. uh, which was specifically just about parkour. So parkour, parkour. So yeah, it was um, it was really refreshing. I love the combat. I love the if you go out at night, the the fact you get hunted, so good. Like mm. so much that I enjoyed about it. That if they just keep doing that for the second one, but on a bigger scale, I'm already on board. But the videos that I've seen make it look like um, they're kind of giving you consequences. So you can get missions from certain people. Say so, like there's these smugglers that are like, you know, we want to control the water source in this area. If you let us access it and you know no one else will basically take over this area and we'll sell it to people um, that can afford it and other people can just fuck off and die and it kind of creates like a bit of a ramshackle rundown um, area when you come mm-hmm. back to it like it's it cha- it morphs the environment um, but you know if you give it to these sort of like righteous zealot faction you know they get in they secure it they build it all up with more security more barriers it just looks like it's Everything I loved about the first one, just bigger, more fleshed out. The fact you can change the world, I'm all on board for. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, it so- sounds interesting. Parkour. Um, parkour. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll probably just leave it, on, leave it at that, won't we? Just Enough said. Parkour. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so Dying Light 2. Uh, TBC 2019, uh, but that may slip to next year. Who knows? Um, we will see. I think Chris Avalon tweeted the other day that he was finished with Dying Light 2, but he is the narrative director so who knows just got to build a game around it absolutely uh, moving on to one of my choices now um, this game uh, took me by like 
absolute surprise. I had no idea that a dev that was relatively unknown could create something so weird, wacky outside of Japan, really. Like, it is absolutely mental. Um, and that game is Atomic Heart. Um, I remember showing you the trailer for the first time because you hadn't heard of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, talk, talk, talk us through your reaction because, I mean, I, I could I could sing its praises. Well, I'm still confused. Ways. Yeah, you're right. Um, I've, ne- <laughs> I've not really felt the same since to be honest um something entered me when i saw that trailer that was uh, me oh well something entered me sort of you know <laughs> mentally yeah yeah philosoph- sure, sure. philosophically sure, sure, sure. um that has never left me and i feel uncomfortable mm. now to this day just super uncomfortable all the time so yeah i mean if you if you want that same reaction um i'd i'd watch the trailer for atomic heart um it's uh, so it's basically uh, post-apocalyptic Russia because obviously post-apocalyptic is the is the new well it's not the new I mean it's been the same in games for fucking ages but and post-apocalyptic Russia is uh, hot right now because of oh Metro, Metro of course yeah. absolutely yeah um, so yeah basically it it's like oh man I can't really describe it it's like. Uh, Fucking hell! I, can't, I really can't describe it. It's it's but you just kind of need to watch the trailer. It's um, it's just like loads of weird creations. It's like Bioshock on steroids, basically. I'd say on crack. Yeah, both. Yeah, both. Yeah, accurate. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. There's loads of different weird creations, like uh, alongside humans. There's like androids. There's like robots. There's clowns. There's weird bloody messes all over the place. It's just it's it's mental. It's absolutely mental. But you know, beneath it all, it's um, it is a first-person shooter um, with a really interesting world. So kind of remind, reminded me of the forest, actually. In that yeah, respect. kind of like the bits of gameplay we saw. The movement looked very similar. Mm. It, it kind of looked like you're plonked on this, not an island in this case, but you're plonked in this land that is just a bit batshit. Mm-hmm. You got to try and make sense of it, surviving, and, and get mm. through it. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think like hopefully I've sold it enough, but you know, just just watch the trailer. Um, yeah, like after you've after you've listened to this, obviously don't do it right now. But like, after you listen to this, uh, go on YouTube and, and look up uh, Atomic Heart. Like you know, it's 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 crazy. So um, that game is out uh, some point in 2019 apparently, and it'll be out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, moving on to another Western game. So, wonder whose idea this was. Oh, <laughs> uh, Joe, talk to me about Desperados Three, friend. Um, so, I grew up um, young. Joe, just an innocent little kid, got a disc in his. I think it was Nesquik, a little little <laughs> demo disc for Desperados oh, One. Wow. It was Nesquik. Oh, and, man. Uh, Sorry, just just quickly. Marketing is no, not the same anymore, is it? No, like, man. Like, like the the golden age. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, crazy marketing. Well, I suppose maybe they, you just download it for free on the App Store. Yeah. And then spend all your parents' money on it. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, it was a demo disc for... Um, I, I guess it was like a different... You know, you could get a different disc in each, each box or what have you, so it's kind of potluck. But the, it was Desperado. It's the first level. And... Um, I was a I was young. I must have been no more than ten. Mm-hmm. A bit of an idiot, like a younger idiot than I am now. So like an <laughs> yeah, idiot plus kind of just not really like very dexterous or like clever. Well, I'm not clever now, but like not good at like cognition. 
And I just remember struggling through this demo level and thinking like, God, this is like ridiculously hard. Why are you punishing me? But at the same time, fucking loving it. Mm-hmm. That's probably when it sort of started to set in that I liked being hurt. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> you know, eventually I, I bought the full game when I got a little bit older and um, again, didn't complete it because it was too difficult and I'm a little yeah. bitch, but I did get further and I loved what I played. Mm. Um so, for me, Desperados 3 is, A, a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah, nice. Uh, I mean, the second one was kind of shit, so we didn't talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, the third, it, really it looks great. Trip down memory lane, all aboard for that. But mm. it's also made by um, the studio that brought us Shadow Tactics. Yes, yes. I was I was drawing a blank, but then you looked at me <laughs> in, a, in a nice, a nice <laughs> your eyes, eyes widened, Ooh. and I knew... Yeah, I knew um, just then that it was love. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's made by guys called Shadow Tactics, and yes, that game is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I honestly super love it. Mm. So yeah, just more of that by the same people, it, and it kind of really does look like they've kind of, um, and not to be derogatory, but it looks a little bit like they've kind of just put a Western skin on that, which is cool. Mm. Uh, very, very excited. For yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's derogatory at all. I think like you know they they really struck gold with Shadow Tactics and and the way they made that game. I think like. Um, Desperados 1 uh, for me was a bit of a later venture uh, than you I kind of picked up after playing Commandos 1 and 3 oh, 1 classics. to 3 yeah. and um, I, just, I was just like desperate for like more of that yeah. and then um, I kind of found it you remember the like classic hits uh, oh, game yes. boxes yeah, yeah. we got from PC World <laughs> and um, yeah I remember yeah, there was like four ninety nine or something so good. Yeah, and, and uh, the, on the inside of the uh, like box they had like you know like a tiled tiles mm. of all the different games in that classic series yeah that's it made yeah. you want all of them I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, it wasn't classics hits, but it was like it was like classic something. I think like sold out did it, like the distribution company. Uh, I can't remember. They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. We'll uh, we'll probably Google it separately, and then we'll probably like talk about it later in the podcast. Maybe but we'll just stealth edit it in. Yeah, stealth editing. Insert. <laughs> insert <laughs> juxtaposition. Oh, I can never say that word. Juxtaposition now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 really pumped for it. Um, yeah, Shadow Taxi was awesome. Commandos was awesome. Desperados One was awesome. It just looks a little bit more updated. Um, yeah, fresh, you know, fresher, fluid. nice, nice visuals and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I don't I don't think we can go f- too far wrong um, if you like that kind of nostalgia hit. So yeah, for sure. Uh, it's part two of Matt's wanky indie corner. I know, I know, every, I know. Everyone's so pumped for this already. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about very quickly. We're going to talk about four games again. Um, number one, Man Eater. Number two, Tunic. <laughs> number three, After Party. And number four, The Last Night. Again, four names on a Coachella list. Uh, but so different. I know, man. Like no I, I'm like you know, like I'm so individual. Like no one gets me. Uh, but yeah, no, actually, um, Matt Man Eater, I'll talk about first. Um, because you play as a fucking shark. Come on, come um, on. To be fair, Jaws the video game was pretty fun. So yeah, yeah. Like I can't it, hate that. Yeah, it's crazy. It looks so good. Um, you basically play as a, play as a shark, great white shark, and you're just like basically you've just got to cause as much carnage as possible. It's kind of like Burnout 2's crash mode, but with a shark. So, 
What's need, not need to I say more? Yeah. yeah. Um, Tunic is a game about a little mouse, and it's kind of like Zelda. Am I... Uh, didn't, again, need I say more? It's kind of like... Is it a mouse? No, it's a fox. Sorry, a fox. Speciesist. Yeah, I know, sorry. Um... Yeah, so you you play as a fox, but it's kind of like the old school Zelda's, like uh, Link's Awakening kind of style, which we may or may not be talking about later on in this podcast. May spoiler. Um, yeah, again, it, it it's kind of as it says as it says on the tin, kind of you know, it, it's um, it just looks really charming, really cute, really really cool. Like you know, yeah, I, I don't know, I, probably underselling it, but again it's just one of those games that just looks really nice um after party is the next game from the guys who did oxen free for anyone who played that um which was kind of a side scrolling uh horrory game kind of detective kind of thing it was really creepy really well made um me and ali my wife uh we had a really good time with Oxen Free, and so we're naturally really excited for their follow-up um, after party, which again is not really much info out there, but um, it's kind of like you're in hell, and it's like the after party in hell, and you're kind of in a bar, and you're just you're just trying to live in hell, uh, just carrying on as partying as much as you possibly can. So. Just sounds like real life. Yeah, basically. Uh, and then finally, the last night. I think that it stole a lot of headlines at the Xbox E3 last year or the year before. Um, Really interesting kind of Blade Runner-y kind of cyberpunk-y kind of side-scrolling game. So I think people are quite excited about this, and I certainly am. So um, again, not too many many, uh, deets out there at the moment, but um, yeah, it's... uh, And and I'm not going to talk about the controversy about the game's creator because he did some stuff and i'm not going to talk about that anymore so um, <laughs> we'll just talk about the game the last the last night so uh look out for that all four i think are coming out this year so yeah uh, i think they're all going to be out on pc and console and switch and stuff so yeah so that's uh that's the final installment of uh, matt's wanky indie corner just for this episode but it, it will it will air again in another in a future episode so we'll keep worry. playing with the name absolutely yeah i i, I really don't like it but you know, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, right, F- uh, next one. Uh, we are going to be talking about Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. A little bit different. Uh, a little yeah. bit of a remix. Uh, this one is an expansion that we're looking forward to rather than a full blown game. But uh, both of us, you more than me, both of us have played a lot of Monster Hunter World, but you played a lot more than I have. And we need to get back into it playing yeah, together. Oh, um, it's, but it, it, it's it, so great world, a yeah. great world, great game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I saw the world. I saw the world. World. That's a great, great game world. Yeah, game world. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Um, I really, really like Monster Hunter World. It's my first foray into the franchise. Mm. Um, well, actually, no, that's not true. When I was a uh, fresh-faced, nineteen-year-old punk kid that worked at Blockbusters, <laughs> I did rent um, the Wii Monster Hunter game, which. I really can't remember the name of it now, but oh, um, try. They they had another like uh, like the like the Dark Pigeons anthology. It had some really whack ass names. It was like 
I don't know, like XX Generations yeah. Y or Super something. Super confusing. Like, yeah, it's really first weird. Foray into yeah, the series. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I tried it, and at, at the time, I didn't really know anything about the franchise. I didn't bother googling it. I just sort of looked at the back of the case and thought it was pretty good. Mm. And I played five minutes of it, and um, I think it was like an introductory mission where you had to hunt this like new monster. And I, I really, really hated how broken up the levels are. And I was like, what the fuck am I even supposed to be doing? not fun mm-hmm. I'm not having a good time here I'm getting slapped around <laughs> someone help me fast forward to well, well almost 10 years later yeah it was last year wasn't it oh god my life what is going on <laughs> like yeah, yeah last year yeah last year um, and yeah Monster Hunter World kind of just I wasn't really keen on it until I played the demo and I wasn't keen on it because of the the old one that I played mm-hmm. uh, I played the demo absolutely loved it I was like this is incredible it looks good like you feel like a hunter um which is quite rare in in games that you know you purport to be a hunter and that you actually felt like you were this hunter in this sort of dinosaur world just mm-hmm. killing these giant beasts and it, it was cool um and then i got i just kind of got drunk one night and on the way home from the pub popped into tesco's and picked up uh, i remember that a brand new copy of it <laughs> just uh yeah why not and yeah I remember you messaging me going yeah, I may have, or may or may not have uh, just just bought that on a whim. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> not made of money, but uh, yeah, it was a good purchase. Yeah, no, uh, it really worked purchase. out, and I got um, I got you guys hooked on it, mm-hmm. and we've played. We've we've killed a couple of monsters together. Yeah, I mean, we've probably we've easily played 50, 60 hours together. Yes, I'd say. yeah, easily. Yeah, and, and there's um, still so much left to yeah, do. Like, so I mean, I've more. barely finished like the main kind of story as is I'm kind of in the end gamey bits now mm. and it's just so much left to do it's also got um, the the least appropriate but best music uh, oh yeah uh, yeah the really um, jolly music when you're yeah. skinning a, a what was once a magnificent beast that you've just <laughs> killed in its nest yeah um, if you if you don't know what we're talking about um, that, yeah YouTube it um, it's like it's like the the post kill music I, I don't know whether you could type that into YouTube and get something good but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's it'll, sure it'll be fine. Sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, details are scarce about Iceborne the expansion, but um, the one thing, yeah, we, when we were talking about this podcast, uh, we were saying about um, the fact that the only type of world that wasn't in yeah. the, the yeah. base game was like a kind of icy, wintry world. So um, yeah, it makes a lot. It makes I'd a lot pay, of sense. I'd pay full dollar for a expansion that literally just adds one tiny little mm. snow level and a couple of monsters because mm. that's how hooked i am um, hopefully it won't be that i'm sure it won't oh it, no yeah it'll be a lot bigger but that's, a lot more fleshed out than that's that, why i'm sure. excited for it yeah i think like they've been really generous with their like free content patches oh, as well time, yeah. uh they had like Geralt rivia which i still haven't played which is really annoying i need to um you logged on for the summer and the autumn fest was it yeah, yeah. like um that's when they have all the challenges that are sporadic throughout the year. That's when they have them all together, so you mm. can just redo them if you miss them. And I think I got, um, well, I got the Horizon Zero Dawn oh, tie-in cool. one. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I, I did try and get the Devil May Cry one, but got just got absolutely pounded, <laughs> pounded into oblivion. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne coming out on PC, Xbox, and PS4 at some point in 2019. So we're told. So hopefully, some more info on that soon. Uh, that'd be really cool. Uh, next on the list is uh, one of my most anticipated games, like probably ever, and that's quite a statement. But um, I 
apps anyone who knows me uh i've got a t-shirt with it on i bang on about it you know firewatch firewatch is one of my favorite games um it, it just hit me in all the right bits of my body no 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 it just it just, it just really resonated with me it was the aesthetic was awesome um the uh illustrator and artist uh, ollie moss is one of my favorites as well actually um got loads of art around my house of his so yeah, yeah anyway but um yeah i i lo- i adored firewatch uh i've played it like three or four times and um so the next game from them is uh in the valley of gods um, which again we barely know anything about it but it made this list because of what they did with Firewatch and um, interestingly they have just been bought by Valve which would make this game one of the first games that Valve has published in many many years um, so yeah it, it's an interesting acquisition I think it just kind of proves that Valve are kind of back into kind of diversifying what they're about um yeah actually yeah they are they are because they've just um yeah and they just acquired uh some other stuff as well recently like another uh writer oh yeah so like the old what the old writer the one of the previous writers on like left for dead and uh portal and stuff has just come back yeah. i forgive me i don't i don't, can't remember his they name always but, come back yeah <laughs> they always do um yeah, so they've got like a lot of their talent is back. Um, I, I I don't dare to dream, but sometimes every now and again I kind of get a little bit excited that one day we may be playing Left 4 Dead 3 or Team Fortress 3 or Portal 3 or Half-Life 3 or all of the threes. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's all, you know, they, they, uh, they made Source Engine 3. So... You know, that's the first step. They've yeah, got the engine. Yeah. You know. Maybe. Maybe things will start happening again soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, In the Valley of Gods, um, check out the trailer. It's really really nicely made. Uh, it's going to be set in Egypt. Um, and uh, two female leads. And that's all really we know about mm. it. Uh, like visually, I mean, we've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. And it looks yeah. just as sort of impressive as Firewatch, mm. I'd say, uh, in, in a slightly different way. But Absolutely. It's great. Yeah. So again, this is... Uh, it's going to be out on Steam. I don't know whether it's going to be out on consoles now, which is going to be interesting because now Valve own it. I don't know. So we'll see. But it's definitely going to be out on Steam. Uh, at some point this year, they said, but the last, the, literally the last peep that we had out of them was the Game Awards in 2017. So God knows. It, it might be pushed back to next year, but be worth we'll waiting see. For. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be worth waiting for, for sure. Um, so from, from one guy getting overly excited... Uh, about something, we're now going to be going over to a guy who's going to be overexcited about a particular franchise and, uh, and 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 a game in that franchise that we barely know anything about. But Joe is getting really excited about it, uh, and it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's again another, again, win another yeah but, crap title. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't really know anything about it. I don't think anyone really does. Nah. I know that it's being done by uh, Respawn. Yep. And they can just take all my money. Absolutely. Um, Titanfall 2, one of my favourite shooters ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. 
which has just come out doing really well really fun Mm -hmm. they're just good at what they do good at their craft so yeah I'm just excited that they're doing a Star Wars game I don't know anything about it don't know if it's have they even confirmed if it's like an action third person I don't think they've literally just said I think like Jeff Keighley shoved a mic in Vince's face and was like what you got going on yeah, we're making a new Star Wars game. Yeah, and that, <laughs> it's I called mean, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, and everyone was like, Whoa! "Yeah, that and that is enough to make me foam." Sure. At, at every orifice. Sure. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, sure. I want it. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, yeah I think uh, you know we, we can't really talk more no. more about it. Really, I wish think, we could. Yeah, don't know anything. But yeah, just just the fact that it exists is is enough, really. So. Um, Sorry, my my cat is making weird ass noises. That was just my stomach. Oh, it was your stomach? Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> I thought my cat was just like... Don't you worry about that. Combusting. Uh, right. Uh, next game on our list is uh, one of mine. But are you, are you are you interested in this at all? Um, no, but I'm okay. not, not interested. It's okay. just that I've not played any of the others. Okay, uh, fair. Some are Philistine. So. Um, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 is my next game on the list. And um, I remember this direct very clearly and very vividly in my mind because I got so excited like too excited probably um, just the fact that after so long uh, Luigi's Mansion 1 came out on the GameCube in like 2004 I think something like that yeah it would have been about I think, then, yeah. yeah about yeah. then and um, so yeah 15 years later we're finally getting a console uh, sequel. I didn't play Luigi's Mansion 2 because I didn't really have a 3DS. I mean, I did, but I didn't really play it much. Uh, never really clicked with me as a console. But yeah, the fact that this game exists and we saw a little bit of footage in the direct and it, it's just enough for to make me really, really excited. Um, for those that never played Luigi's Mansion game, um, which is probably quite a lot of people now, um, it's... <sighs> It's kind of like a really nice, uh, family-friendly, Ghostbusters-y kind of, you know, game where you're, like, going around, like, mansions, clearing the uh, place of ghosts. Like, Luigi has, like, a little vacuum cleaner. Like, job, yeah. Like, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, it's just... Nintendo somehow make these games not only compatible, but, like fun interesting original like i i just have absolute confidence that they're going to do the same with this what's the uh what's the gameplay like on it what is it like a third person platformer or yeah it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a bit like captain toad uh did you ever play that another game game i've not played Uh, all right so like it's kind of like um each like room is like a kind of cuboid that you can kind of that you just walk around okay, and you yeah. kind of have to search for the ghosts in each room and like and and suck them up in your in your vacuum cleaner basically nice, um yeah but you know it 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 is a lot more fun than probably I'm uh, trying to sell it um but it, yeah it's just uh I I think it's uh nostalgia is playing a huge part in this for me but um yeah well why not? yeah I you mean know. yeah it's valid yeah absolutely so yeah um, so that's Luigi's Mansion 3 that'll be out in I think they said 2019 so at some point probably later in the year that'll probably be their Christmas game uh, as yeah, well as with got any... well, Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah I think they'll probably do both um, so yeah uh, that'll be out at some point Halloween bet it comes out on Halloween oh, I bet it would that'd be amazing yeah. oh, I'm 
definitely doing a session on that. Uh, next game uh, is another Switch exclusive and another three. Joe, talk to me about Bayonetta 3. Well, um, oh, what's to say? Yeah, I know, I again, mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, kind of, I kind of, uh, you know, left you uh, left you in the dark. Yeah, well, it's just Sorry. difficult. Well, it's difficult to describe Bayonetta. So if you haven't played the first one or the second one, um, fuck knows how I'd describe it to you, but it's, it's basically sort of like a, just a great action um, shooter, slasher, hack and slash, uh, in the vein of Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, starring a witch with magic hair that she uses to kill people, um, which, again... What more do you need to know before you buy a game? Yeah, but yeah, the third one just looks like more of the same. Just looks more giant set pieces, uh, fluid, fluid combat. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it, and at the same time, I need to go back and play the first two again. Yeah, it's been uh, forever since I played the first one, and I only rented the second one. Because on I think, yeah, I mean, I don't think many people would have played the second one because it was out on Wii U. It was a Wii U exclusive, so. Um, again, I mean, I was one of the people who owned a Wii U. So <laughs> I did, I did own one, but uh, I couldn't afford the games on it back then, so I just yeah. had to rent them all. No, that's fair enough. Um, one, one thing I am quite interested to see um, how uh, a Bayonetta game, a new Bayonetta game in 2019, is going to be going to be seen as. Because if you've never, if you've ever played a Bayonetta game, um, there is a lot of body. Uh, shots. There is a lot of crotch shots. There is a lot of. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, her hair is her outfit, right? Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I'm just interested to see how that kind of thing kind is of it, translates. Is it her um, outfit in the second game? Uh, God. I might be misremembering it, but I thought she cut her hair in the second game. Yes, yeah, she did cut her hair in the second game. I can't remember what it's made out of. Probably hopefully some, prob- probably clothing. something. Yeah, hopefully she's just got clothes Fabric. on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just interested to see all that kind of because you know uh, Japanese devs are still pretty famed for their um, yeah, Dead or Alive six. Yeah, yeah, Dead or Alive six, Soul Calibur six. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, watching some gameplay today of uh, uh, someone on Twitch playing Devil May Cry four. And um, there is some cleavage in that game. Oh, Jesus. yeah, yeah. Some of the... Uh, oh, is it Lady? No, Trish disguises herself as someone. And it is just... It's not an outfit. <laughs> no, it's no, just it's not. like two scraps of material. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's it, it, uh... it does make you feel ashamed when um, a loved one walks into the room when you're playing it. Because you want to scream at them. This isn't... Like, <laughs> this isn't what it's it not looks what it looks like, like. Yeah. I, I just want to kill demons but you know it's they're... weird like you know obviously it was never okay but like you know it, people are just was... more conscious of it now aren't oh they? yeah for but, sure like it was good. like yeah. it was never good or never okay but like now yeah more people just come to expect more of game devs yeah. other than just yeah, which is fair I think wobbly that's... boob physics and... I think it's fair enough yeah so of course of course it is absolutely um Actually, no, I want to see more of it. Cheers. It's a good step in the right direction, I think, yeah. um, for, for most people. But there, there's always going to be a bit of a delay and a bit of a catch-up. Yeah, and there yeah. are always going to be black sheep who are like, who are just going to do their own thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it hurts people's feelings, that's not their problem. Or if it doesn't conform to what, you know, society is now starting to see as, well, hang on, this isn't quite right. Mm-hmm fine fair enough people will either buy it or they won't mm, that's their creative decision like they've just um 
I haven't kept up on this story, but I know that there's a game out on Steam at the moment causing oh, a little bit of a stir. Fucking hell, yeah, um, Jesus. And again, I, I didn't really want to... It's just beggar's belief. Yeah, I didn't really want to get into it too much, but it looked like it was basically like a rape game, like where yep. you, you can sort of uh, basically force your, your character forces themselves on, on people. And, and apparently like there's a bit of necrophilia in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, that so that exists. Yeah, there will there will always be people who feel the need to, um, you know, use the the term art or being creative um, to kind of inflict that view on the world, which is fine. People will buy it or they won't. Hopefully, they won't. But it's a free country. Yeah, I think I think there's a I think there's a there's a difference between uh, Lambo's wanky indie corner and a, and a game about rape. So uh, you know, yeah. art art is. Uh, Subjective in some ways, but definitely objective in others. So I think it's, um, yeah. Anyway, enough, so enough said about that. So fingers crossed, Bayonetta three won't have too much tits and arse. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the moral of the story. Hopefully, it'll be um, it won't be focused on her. Anatomy and will be just a great action game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fingers that's, crossed. That's what we're all hoping for. Yeah. So. Uh, right, moving on. Um, we are now going to be talking about Psychonauts two, which again is another cult classic. Uh, don't know how many people played it. I did. I didn't. Uh, loved it. Loved it at the time. Love it now. I'm probably going to play it this year. Probably on Switch. So tune in for that. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to play replay it. I, I also got the Rhombus of Ruin uh, kind of VR thing on PSVR. So I'm looking forward to playing that as well. Because the, the for for anyone that's never played a Psychonauts game, it is just the funniest like he, like like Tim Schafer just gets humor like yeah. it's just humorous clever uh it it understands like subject matter like like it's all about the mind and like uh, um kind of going into like people's quirks and like their illnesses and all this kind of stuff and it's yeah it's all about working out um puzzles in like people's brains it's 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 so interesting it's such a really unique idea so each each brain is um you know has like the quirks of the individual that mm-hmm. you're, you, you know whose mind you're inside yeah. so different hazards and different um, absolutely themes and stuff which is quite interesting yeah it's really really cool so um yeah i mean like it came out in 2005 the first one so like, again we're, we're we've been waiting for this for quite a while yeah. uh we wondered we did wonder whether they were ever going to make it um, but fortunately, uh, they took it to, I think it was Fig actually. It wasn't Kickstarter, but it was like Kickstarter esque, and and they got it funded. So um, yeah, we will be uh, we will be playing that this year. Sorry, I'm laughing because my my new kitten is uh, attacking Joe at the best time. There are worse ways to go. So. Hello, it's okay. <laughs> Um, also, um, um, kind of relates to what we were just talking about, um, Bayonetta. Um, mm. Would be interesting to see how Psychonauts Two is re- like, uh, kind of how it goes in yes. today's yes. world, as opposed to two thousand five when it was. Yeah, absolutely. Mental health wasn't quite as talked about, and it wasn't mm. um, being explored as much as it is now. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with um, mental health in the game. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be interesting because I, I, I'm actually quite looking forward to playing it through again the first one because um, sorry, a, I have played it since. I think I played it in like 2010, 2011 because um, I, I really liked it at the time. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I think there was some talk recently from people on Reddit or something that were challenging some of the stuff in the game. Um, 
And personally, like someone who has a mental illness, uh, I did not feel that at the time, but I didn't really know much about my yeah. mental illness yeah. at the time. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it goes and, yeah, and how it does and yeah. and uh, how they address that <laughs> again. <laughs> she's eating me. She's, she's eating. Hello. Yeah, this is this is a very vi- visual thing, I'm afraid. But you know, our, my 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 new kitten Luna, she's Ooh. just decided to uh, sit on Joe's shoulder like a little parrot. Do you want to come over? There we go. There we go. Oh, oh no, 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 she's decided Fuck against it. Oh no, she's coming. Come on, come. You're gonna meow. You're gonna meow on the. You're gonna meow on the mic. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Meow. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty um, pretty interesting. Looking forward mm. to it. Absolutely, yeah. I think we will probably touch on on it in some format as well. Like, um, I know we're both interested in talking about mental health. In yeah, the future, absolutely. Yeah, um, as um, I think there's is. there's going to be yeah there's going to be some there's some interesting games that have been released in the last few years that have addressed it uh, very much so, and it would be very interesting to kind of do a retrospective on Psychonauts one and leading into two and see how it. Uh, see how yeah. it does um it'd be really interesting so yeah um now on to a game that we're both really excited for well i think mm. excited for intrigued and that's kind of why it's on the yeah. list and and my default cynically excited for yeah yeah absolutely um and that game is biomutant yeah. um again a game that some may not have heard of yet um but it's um it's it's very difficult to describe it kind of it straddles many many different genres um it's kind of a a creation sim it's kind of like an adventure game it's kind of uh open world it's it's lots of interesting things kind of visually it's very striking um yeah and um i can't think what it reminds me of but it reminds me of something like because all the characters are uh, are animals aren't they like yeah. sort of um, I think you play is it a squirrel you play as or something so yeah it's like a squirrely owly thing yeah um, but I think your character can be completely changed oh okay I think yeah I think but I think they've just got they've gone with that kind of character just to kind of show what yeah fair what the world you know what the game can be yeah it um, just looks like visually it just looks uh, like it looks alien which is quite cool mm. um, it's difficult you know a lot of like fantasy games to send up like looking kind of a bit like Space London. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this actually looks genuinely, the planet looks genuinely quite alien and um, the combat looks like it could be a little bit button mashy maybe, but we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm cynically optimistic. Yeah, again, there's, there's, there has been quite a lot of gameplay trailers out there, but I, I don't know whether this is inadvertently dissing the game, but a, a, like at some point, I didn't really know what I was watching at some points. Um, a lot of the time in the trailer, I was kind of a little bit like, I don't know what's happening, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's kind of why it's on the list. We're kind of we we are interested, and and I I did speak to um did speak to a couple of people who've had, who have played it. I think they played it at Gamescom, okay. and they were like, uh, yeah, they were they were interested, and they they had a lot of fun with it. So it looks like it handles like Horizon Zero Dawn. Handles mm. to me, it just looks like it. Just the way that the the movement happens in the game, it just looks. It just reminded me a lot of mm. that. Even even the kind of 
um, level design reminded yeah. me a little bit of Horizon. So yeah, yeah absolutely, I'm cynically yeah. optimistic. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, moving on to our next one. Oh, sorry, Biomutant will be out, and Psychonauts will be out uh, on PC, PS4, Xbox. Uh, at some point in 2019 so I think that mo- most of this podcast is going to be about games that we don't know the release date for but that's just the nature of the beast that's how that's how the games industry is these days um, so the next game uh, we're going to be talking about uh, very very briefly because literally I I was kind of uh, apprehensive of adding it on the list but I think um, just its existence has me excited enough yeah, to which include it, it. Qualifies for the list. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that game is Animal Crossing for Switch. Yes. Yeah. Um I don't really know what we're going to get. Um how big it's going to be um because obviously anyone who played the original on GameCube um will know it was, you know, it was basically the uh, OG Stardew Valley. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've actually never like, played any of the um, Animal Crossing games, mm. um, but I do know from playing Stardew Valley and and people comparing it to, to which has made me want to watch videos and stuff. Yeah, like so yeah. I kind of I'm aware of of. But it, yeah, it looks pretty yeah, good. it's cool. And and I think like everyone knows the characters like Isabel and and. Um, and oh god, I'm going to embarrass myself now by completely remembering, completely forgetting the names. Huh? Tom is that one of them? Yeah, Tom, Mayor, Mayor Tom, 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 Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like you know, they've been in Smash and and uh, a few other games yeah, since. That's the only thing I know her from is mm. is just fucking me up in <laughs> Smash. Yeah, it's uh, so yeah, it was uh, announced at uh, on the Nintendo Direct last year. At some point, can't remember. Is it E3? Can't remember. But it was like a nice little uh, Easter egg right at, right at the end of the uh, yeah. end of the directs, and they were like, "Wait till the very end." <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. It was great. I feel um, like I remember um, like an, an episode of Nerdist once where they were talking to Brie Larson, mm-hmm. and she was saying she was like super addicted to Animal Crossing. Nice, so, nice. Uh, so That's cool. cool. Yeah. Captain Marvel out yeah. in cinemas on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say other than, you know, if you've not played Animal Crossing, try and play it if you can. Uh, they've also got an app uh, for for the game that was out last year. Um, there's, yeah, it, there's lots of YouTube videos on it as well, and yeah. I would love to get it on GameCube at some point, but it is very, very expensive, and I still don't own it. All the good ones are. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but one day. Um, right, next on the list, uh, we're going to be talking about... Actually, this is the final one before we go into our final three, which are probably the ones that we're most excited for, would you say? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think yeah. maybe Sekiro is probably yeah, still just about number yeah, one for me. But yeah, yeah the, the other three are pretty much the yeah, we're we're the money we're, shot yeah, we're we're ending on three three absolute bangers. But um, so the last last one before that, not to say that I'm not as excited about dissing, this game. He is dissing this. I'm next definitely game. not dissing it. Um, I anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely adore the new Wolfenstein games, um, and so it, it has to be on the list just for the fact that it's affiliated with the game in any way um that's wolfenstein young blood still no idea um, what it's what it's about nope i mean it we the literally we just knew its existence for me through last year and um the game is going to be about um 
uh, BJ Blaskovitz's uh, twin daughters. Um, so I don't know whether we play as both or one or or, or anything. Oh, maybe they have different um, like abilities. Abilities, yeah. yeah. You might be able to like swap Switch in between, them, yeah. or maybe you can even do a co-op. We literally know nothing about it, but. Um, or maybe one of them will be a Nazi and one of them will be like American and they have to kill each other oh man that'd be crazy dark Um, but yeah uh, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus was uh, my game of 2017 um, which is a bold claim because that was the year that uh, had Breath of the Wild Uh, but I'm I'm not I'm not fucking around. I loved that oh, you game. Love, yeah, you love what you love for the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, it is. The, like, the narrative, I just, uh, what I really, really love about the Wolfenstein games, if you've never played them, is just the alt, alt history kind of angle. And yeah, definitely, yeah. It's so fascinating to me, and um, it just in, improved so much on the first game, uh, The New Order, which was, again, an incredible game. Yeah, if you I, ever did get love the, I did love the first one. Um, I found it really refreshing, actually. Mm. I've kind of... Waited for it to be on the sale for like five quid, mm-hmm. and I got I got that and the um, the zombie add-on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the old blood. Yeah, yeah, I just remember it being a lot more refreshing than I thought it was going to be because I kind of it looked a little bit generic to me yeah. in, in the screenshots and videos. I was like, oh, it's just another Wolfenstein game. But no, it was, the shooting's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was the story was great. I, I remember playing it for the first time when it first came out in like 2014, and it just it blew me away because. Um, it, it took like the id engine and it took that kind of well-worn kind of first person like everything's a target blast blast yeah. bomb yeah. bomb all that kind of stuff but it had that alt history angle that made it so interesting i do love a bit of alt history mm. and and the thing that and the thing that the new colossus wolfenstein 2 really improved on was making a lead character and a ma- a male lead character um quite mentally fragile yeah definitely which is yeah. really yeah. very very interesting like no not not many games kind of go for that angle really no. and um yeah it's kind of like a little bit of spoilers but um you know bj blaskovitz is is uh he's just genuinely fucked up in the head after losing so many people he's like losing his friends and he just wants his wife is pregnant and he just wants her to, you know, and he's slowly dying. And it's like, it's just so like, so refreshing to have just like what you would consider just a, a, a white meathead dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, really fragile, really interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, if you, if you, if you get the chance, definitely play um, the first one. The, the old blood is very, very interesting as well. And then uh, new Colossus, but yeah, really up for young blood. Uh, so that'll be out at some point in 2019. We'll see more at E3, I hope. So, yeah. Um, so finally, we are going to be moving into the final three of this list. Uh, and we're going to be kicking off uh, with um, probably the most... Well, it is the most nostalgic of the three. Um, some A game that I played originally, and we teased it back at the start of the podcast... I played back in 1997. Old. 96, 97. When I I had a Game Boy anyway. Uh, We are talking about The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have to say, uh, was A, surprised as fuck 
big they time. announced it and big also um, surprised the art direction yeah which was a bold move absolutely and I think it's it's going to pay off because it looks adorable yeah it really does uh, like kind of plasticine yeah, kind of thing yeah um, Anyone who never played Link's Awakening, it's uh, it, it's a superb game. Um, even back on the day, back in the day, it was it's kind of very strange. It kind of straddled like a lot of Nintendo properties. It, kind it of, did, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like an all-star game. Yeah, in some absolutely. Ways. Yeah. yeah, the um, it had the chain chomps. It had uh, um, what are they called? Not chumbers, chumbers, boombers, goombers, goombers. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I really had no idea what, what you were trying to say there, but yep. Well, I sounded like George Lucas then. Good Goombas, God. Gungans, oh. Gungans. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it, it had like yeah, it had loads of just random elements from Mario games and Donkey Kong games and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really pleased that they're basically doing a, an update rather than like being delicate about their properties yes, and like taking yeah. out like different bits and pieces yeah. like it's it's really really gonna it's gonna be really nice I think. it just looks charming as fuck yeah. and it's Zelda so again I'm kind of already on board um, absolutely it's been a while since I played a top down Zelda I played yeah. uh, Phantom Hourglass didn't get through it oh, yeah, cool. got, got a bit bored of it uh, didn't play Spirit Tracks because I didn't have the console mm-hmm. um, and the rest have all been well 3D ones. I mm. haven't really played any of the handheld ones since. Um, well, since this, mm. yeah, nice. Yeah, good. Good to yeah. return home. Absolutely. So yeah, if you haven't seen the, uh, if you haven't seen the the footage of the uh, of the new one, uh, definitely do that after you've listened to this. Um, it's uh, it's something to be looked at, isn't yeah. it? It's it a, just it's looks, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it just looks so charming. Mm. Like, very impressed with with what they've done. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, that'll be out on Nintendo Switch exclusively at some point in 2019. Nintendo are pretty good with their release dates, so yeah. we can we'll, we'll we'll probably get this in 2019. Yeah, uh, right. So second to last game, um, we're going to be talking about a game called Disco Elysium. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee uh, most of most people would not have heard of this game. No, I hadn't um, until uh, we start putting this list together. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've talked quite a bit about um, our love for games like Desperados and and Commandos and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Disco Elysium kind of takes that formula and uh, adds a wicked art style um, and adds uh, a really very interesting narrative, which is a little bit um, ab- well, not not abnormal, but it's. You know, the gameplay is king in these games usually. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. obviously it will have the great gameplay, but it's it's got this kind of detective thriller kind of aspect to like it. Like a sort of like pulp noir detective mm. thriller, but with like um, kind of cyberpunky vibes as mm. well. And, and it like your upgrades and stuff, um, they are also your personalities. Mm-hmm. So like if you upgrade... Um, I don't know, you want more strength or whatever, and you go for that upgrade, you will suddenly get a personality talking to your character mm. um, specific for that that upgrade, and it just looks incredible. It looks funny. Yeah, and, that's the thing, yeah. We, we've, we've been talking about humour. I think it's definitely got that kind of obsidian style. Yeah, I assumed immediately that it was an obsidian game, um, yeah. which in my eyes is a compliment. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, yeah, it's made by... Just a few guys uh, in London. Um, I think the dev team's called Studio Zalm. So, mm. yeah, uh, definitely look out for that. I think it's it's being published by... 
Humble, I believe. Humble Bundle, so... Um, Yeah, definitely look out for that. Um, We have no date. It's a TBC, so could be this year, could be next, could be the year after. But um, definitely look out for it. Um, I'm not sure... I think it's going to be coming out on Steam, um, but other than that, we don't really know if it's coming out on consoles. It would be great on Switch. Definitely I'd be surprised if it doesn't come out on Switch. But mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we are nearly at the end of our list and nearly at the end of our journey for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this game uh, will probably blow everything out of the water. Um to be honest, I mean, I am up for Sekiro, but I think this is my most anticipated game, probably ever. I'm not. I I know that is a, that is a hell of a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, but um, more excited than you were for. Um, wow, well, don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I I can't really convey how much I enjoyed The Witcher Three, and this is a this is a yeah, spoiler true. for yeah. for what this game is going to be, but. Uh, the Witcher Three for me was uh, like groundbreaking, amazing, uh, like all the all the superlatives that you could possibly throw at it. Um, I arousing, absolutely, yeah, absolutely arousing, sexual, mm. um, just yeah. Top, uh, it's in my top five of all yeah. time. Yeah, and um, I, I same same here. It's it's not well, no no game's perfect, but it is so close to being it's so close perfect, to perfect, like, yeah. genre. Um, Huge yeah. fan of the books as well, so for me it was kind of like a, um, oh, it was just full of Easter eggs and stuff, mm, and yeah, many many nerdgasms ensued. Absolutely. So yeah, we are obviously talking about uh, the one and only Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, um, which has uh, you know, unlike most of the games on this list, there has been a hell of a lot of info about this game. Yeah. Um, they released a forty nine video, forty nine minute gameplay video after E3 um, which showcased a hell of a lot of the game and what you'd be doing yeah um, there are complaints I'm not going to lie um, you know uh, a couple of the dudes in the game look really generic as fuck and like yeah. they're you know they're usually really good for their characters you know you know, and, yeah, and uh, it, it's a little bit concerning to see that but you know it's still early days we'll still see more and more of what more of what they're, they're going to put in it but part of me thinks um, it might be not a placeholder but it might just be they're going for a customizable approach so that mm. they're kind of when you start playing it yourself you, it will be your own character yeah but I share your reservations he, he did especially the main narrator in the trailer if mm. he's going to be the main character which I assume mm. he is because he's driving that, that cool yeah. car um, yeah he just seems a little bit kind of generic and like yeah. and he, he didn't really have that much like charisma or presence mm. so yeah maybe it'll, maybe it'll be because you're they're going to aim for a more customizable yeah route or maybe that's just what they're deciding to to do and they want the world to tell the story yeah so be a bit disappointing but yeah i think yeah do, so. absolutely i think like the world the world is going to be king like it was in witcher 3 obviously like but it, it had the bonus witcher 3 of having Geralt, which is you know one of my favorite video game characters Doug Cockle, uh, yeah um, also one of the sexiest voices in the oh absolutely games. absolutely um yeah i i think like it will be disappointing about the characters if they are the, what they are but at the same time you know uh the witcher 3's world was incredible and i think cyberpunk's world will be incredible as well and like it it baffles me that they're still 
teasing this for PS4 and Xbox One. I cannot, for the life of me, see how it's going to come out. I mean, may, maybe on the One X, but the PS4 Pro is going to struggle. Uh, the OG PS4 is going to like fall over. Maybe it'll melt. Yeah, I think it would melt. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I I kind of see it as a as a launch for the next consoles. I highly doubt they'll do it for the old ones, but I've been I've been proven wrong before. But um, it just looks technically demanding, shall I say? Yeah, it really um, does. Yeah, you know, just the level of detail in the in the world, the level of detail in all the characters. Like everyone looks different, which is, you know, like I mean, I'm not a game dev, but I know enough to know that the processing power behind having so many different characters in a world is enough yeah. like because obviously like the witcher 3 every now and again you'd see the old bowl cut guy and like you know oh i recognize you yeah. oh i know you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you were a character before yeah. in a story mission but uh from what we've seen so far and you know i'm not going to say that they won't do that again but um you know from the 49 minutes and all the other stuff there's everything looks yeah unique agreed yeah so i'm i'm definitely excited for it I'd say it probably isn't the game I've been most excited about um, mm. over the years but I am definitely excited for mm. it and I think it's going to be I don't have a doubt in my mind that it, I, there's no part of me that thinks well it's probably going to be a bit shit mm. the cynical part of me is for once quite quiet <laughs> quite, quite quiet so nice. god nice. if this is the game that finally disappoints me oh blimey oh, yeah I mean well that's you know will, will you feel like I did with Red Dead 2 We'll see, we'll see. And uh, well, on that bombshell, we'll probably uh, we'll probably have to say our goodbyes. Um, this has been quite long, actually. We've been, we've been the yeah. conversation's been flowing. Yeah, um, it's been it's been good. Um, so I really hope you've enjoyed. Um, oh, actually, just quickly, um, there's a couple of games that we just wanted to have a little honourable mention. Um, we're also really excited for. And I'm just going to read this yeah, out as a list. List those bad boys uh, out. Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, which is DLC for Cuphead. Uh, Medi- Medieval Remaster, The Last of Us Part 2, which is crazy to put this on an honourable mentions, but I just some, no something, idea when it's coming out. Yeah, something, you know, yeah, exactly. Something's a little bit concerning there, but uh, Shemnu 3 uh, and Doom Eternal. So those are our honourable mentions. Um, look those up if you want to get a little bit more, but a little bit more of a rundown of those games. But um, we will be talking about those in the future, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, we just wanted to mention, give them a little bit of love. I imagine we'll be talking about a lot of these games again in the future. Oh, too, absolutely. I think we'll be talking about all of them, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been the uh, Uncanny Valley podcast, 001. Or should we call it like subject zero? Let's just um, let's just call it zero zero one. Zero zero one, yep. perfect. So uh, yeah, uh, I have been Matt, and he has been Joe. Um, you can find us on Twitter uh, at u underscore v games with a z because trendy, you know, because uh, literally everything has been taken on socials these days. It's just because we're trendy. Uh, and that and that as well um uh we can you can also find us on youtube by searching uncanny valley and on twitch we are called uncanny valley live um 
content will be uploaded very soon. Uh, we're working on our first couple of videos and we will be streaming very soon. So by the time this is released, hopefully in a couple of days from now, which is the 6th of March, we're recording this. Hopefully we'll be get, getting it out, you know, 8th of March, 10th of March, something like that. Yeah. And then um, hopefully by then we will be up and streaming and our videos will be very, very, uh, coming out very, very soon. So. Yeah. We're really excited. Thank you so much for watching, uh, watching, listening. God, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I've been watching him. Yeah, he's been. He's just been. He was like, just speaking to me. Don't worry about that. No, he was just like, like unavoiding eye contact the whole just, time. The whole time, just staring in my soul. Anyway, yeah, um, we're we're rambling now. So um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've been on Cali Valley, and we will speak to you in the next episode. Goodbye.